2: You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome
1: to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Good Saturday afternoon. And I got to tell you, I was talking throughout the week uh, about you. And all good, I hope. All it good. was all good. It was all good stuff because, get this, everybody. Jeff comes in last week and he says, Oh, by the way, we found something in your tax return. Um, we just re keyed it and you're getting back another $1,000. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, That's my right. God. Woo-hoo. Oh, the system works. Yes. And I was just telling uh, some other people, I'm like, You know, you go to the other people, the fly by night places that, you know, overstaff this time of year. Yes. My point that I'm going to get to is tax time isn't just April 15th. No. It's year-round. But you go to these fly-by-night places. They overstaff this time of year. They have a bunch of people key in uh, tax returns. They're not looking, you know, for all of the things that you look for. Exactly. So they're keen,
0: and no offense to them. They're very efficient in what they do. But what they're doing is keen whatever is in front of them. Um, At the end of the day, they're not saying, wait. We could go this way or we could add this. We could subtract this and kind of think in a a layer deeper. And that's the difference between a preparer and tax strategy or tax planning.
1: I mean, that's the difference between someone who's good at math versus someone who's (laughs) been in this. And how long have you been doing this? Since 1988. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Whoa. You've been doing this almost as long (laughs) as, as I've been on this earth, Jeff. Um, it's been a, it's been a bit 30 plus years. Yes. So we'll just say that. So, well, congratulations to well, you. Thank you. If <laughs> and, a, and a job well done yes. <laughs> and for finding all the stuff that, that needs to be found on my tax returns to, to let me keep more of what's mine. Exactly. And the idea is that it's not just on April 15th when you're needed. It's not just tax day. We have been really focusing these last couple of months on what we did last year. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And
1: and that's fine and, and all that stuff, but we've still got eight more months left.
0: Yes. Got a ton of time to put together 2023 as it sits.
1: So, so as of right now, I need to be doing stuff that's going to help me out next exactly. April. You exactly. know? So when, when we sit here and we go through our taxes... And do our tax returns for 2022, mm-hmm. which is what we just submitted. Yes. It's it's kind of like what's done is done. Yeah. You're there's,
0: just recording data. Yeah. Um, very few things that you could adjust um, typically. Um, but there's a handful of stuff that you could still do while you're doing the return. But most of it is is history. You're making sure that it's plugged in correctly. But we can take that history and say, what's 2023 look like? And that's what we've just kind of started with clients. Um, between now and say June, into June, we'll start reaching out to clients, saying, "Hey, this is what happened in twenty two. Here's the stuff we can change that we couldn't do anything on twenty two, but we can on twenty yeah. three, and get the wheels in
2: motion."
1: And, and I guess the idea would be that you know, as of January first, we should be implementing tax strategies to help us out yes. for the, the next year, but. <laughs> The way that it kind of works in actuality is we sit down with you, uh, started in February, touched base in March, submitted our taxes, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, we had kind of a um, a, uh, a, a decompress. Hey, let's, yes. let's talk about <laughs> what happened. And then as we're walking out the door, you say, oh, by the way, here's what we need to do yes. for the next eight months. Yeah. Going forward, nobody at those fly-by-night places are calling you back and saying, oh, you know. This is what what –
0: it's just, hey, you get a notice from the IRS, call us, you know. Yeah. We'll figure it out.
1: And nobody's saying, hey, hey, you know, what you did last year was fine, but if you did this this year, you could end up keeping more of your money. Exactly. You know, and that's what we like about Jeff Zufall. The name of the show, Keep What's Yours, the name of the book that you wrote – Uh, A handy-dandy guide to going through the tax code. And a lot of – it's so easy to read. I've got it in my hands right now. It's so easy to read. It's just kind of, you know, bites and and pieces and and ideas of the tax code. And then I dog-ear a couple of these pages. I bring the book into you and I say, well, I don't have a small business and I'm not a a S S-corp.
0: But But there's stuff in the back for the the individual – there's a couple of things in exactly. here for
1: individuals that I would like to try to implement into my yes. life. And that's kind of uh, the idea of the book. And the idea in general is us keeping more of our money.
0: That's that's it. In the story.
1: In the story. Yeah. So if you yeah. did your tax returns with someone else this year and they didn't give you any tips yes. on what to do for the next eight months going mm-hmm. forward – you know we get, we there's a taxable event every two weeks when we get paid exactly just to look at your
0: paycheck. I mean, we had people that came in last year and no offense to them, but they never looked at their paycheck stubs. They literally showed up at tax time and were like, "Oh, I owe a ton of tax and we look at their their paycheck, they didn't have any state tax withheld. they didn't have like a couple hundred dollars in federal. I'm like, how'd that happen, but it happens. Just look at your your paycheck stub. Make sure that there's some federal. Just do the quick math going across growth, gross earnings, versus what tax was taken out. It's a mathematical equation. Yeah. As long as you're in the ten to fifteen percent range, you're pretty okay, safe. Um, then you got to take in the four hundred one k contributions and you know pre tax uh, health insurance and you know all that kind of stuff. But that's all. The technical stuff, but just look at it real quick. Make sure there's a withholding. Otherwise, you know, you're going to owe at the end of the year.
1: <laughs> and if the state says zero on your paycheck stuff, that's a problem.
0: Question HR. Say, hey, why does it say zero? You know, shouldn't yeah. I be at least a little bit of tax? Now, if you're, a you know, a college student and you don't make that much and you're still being claimed by your parents, make sure it doesn't withhold any tax. Right. Because you're going to get it all back. But if you're, you know, I say have a, a real day job or a full-time job. That's different. You, There needs to be something withheld. So.
1: And, and I would love the idea of a bunch of college kids listening to a tax show on the weekends yeah. <laughs> on AM radio. But I think most of the people that are listening are, you know, we're the working stiffs yeah. that have a job and we have a exactly. And you taught me how to read my paycheck stub. Mm-hmm. And so every two weeks I'm taking a look at that. And, uh, yeah, I'm cursing up a storm. <laughs> oh, look at all this money that they're yeah. taking out. But Wait. I'm also – Looking at other things, the 401K, exactly, you know, the Roth, the things that are being taken out of that I look at and I say, hey, that's, Wait, my, yeah, that's, that's my future retirement. Exactly. A lot
0: of people, like we see all the time, people are like, especially with they have a very small business, they're like, oh, make it to where I don't pay any tax, make it zero. You know, and they come up with all these deductions and you wipe out the, the income in a sense. But what I've explained to them saying, hey, if you did it for a year and had a bad year, I get that. But if you do it consistently, you are not paying into Social Security and you are not paying into Medicare. That's an issue at a later date.
1: Yeah. Uh, When you go to collect. Yeah.
0: They're going to go, hey, you get 300 bucks. You could have got 2,500, you know, and again, the debate on whether Social Security is going to be here or not, that's a whole, whole nother topic. Kind of gets way too political. The odds are it will be um, maybe just in a different, a reduced fashion, if you want to call it that. But then literally, we'd be like France if they said one day, Hey, guess what? Social Security doesn't exist. Um, literally, stuff would be burning to the ground. <laughs> um, because that's your base income when you get my out 72 retirement. year old parents would, yes, be out <laughs> the streets. so stopping traffic, yes. Uh, so, so that, funny but true, <laughs> sure.
1: And, and that's the thing take a look at your paycheck and. When you start looking at it and realizing how to read yeah. it, you say, yeah, I'm paying a lot in taxes. Yes. How can I keep some of that in exactly. my pocket?
0: Yeah. You're, you're always going to have to pay some tax. There's you're, it, there's a book out there, I think, uh, Net Zero or something of that, Tax Net Zero. Um, yeah, a little shaky and kind of some of the concepts in it. Um, but you're going to pay some tax, period. And again, when you pay those taxes, that fixes the roads. That fixes the bridges. It's just when you pay an excessive amount of taxes and go, man, I made X and I paid you know 40% of that back in taxes, that's another story.
1: There's probably something that Jeff yes. can do for you. Yes, And that's what this time of the year is for. We've still got eight months left of paychecks, yes. eight months left of earnings, eight months left of taxes being taken out. How do we lower that number mm-hmm. and how do we start implementing things like uh, HSAs and FSAs? Yes into our paychecks, into our lives to make sure that things that we are probably going to have to pay for anyway, we can use tax-free exactly. dollars for. Yes. You know, you got medical bills, get a uh, health savings account. Yes. You've got, uh, like my son is in daycare. We do uh, an FSA that we we have part of his tuition paid for with tax-free dollars. Exactly. Work that with my wife's paycheck. Going to pay it anyway. I'm going to pay it anyway. Might as well use the government's money. As well as my own, and the government's okay with that. Yeah. It's, That's, it's part it's of the out tax there. code. Yeah.
0: Somebody, well, I shouldn't say a senator or congressperson, but probably an aide. Said, hmm, we pay daycare. Let's let's get this in this bill. And they wrote it up and handed it to somebody. And they
1: went, Hey, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Oh, the yeah credit. The senator took credit for it. So
1: (laughs) the young parents are gonna, you know, vote me in next exactly, exactly for for pushing this through. But you know, it's helping me out. Everybody has kids. Exactly. Well, not everybody. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people do.
0: If you do and you work, most people have to pay daycare unless you're lucky to have a, a, you know, family member that can watch them for you. But still, there's some trade off there. So.
1: Yep. So there's that in there. You can do all of these different things. How to implement them into your life, that's a different story. Yeah. So these are these are concepts that are out there that that I'm using in my life. Jeff, you're using some in your life, yes, I'm sure. Most and definitely. And you're incorporating them in, in everybody that comes through your office's life. How do we get this into our life? Well, you call Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory Group. Get a meeting set up. And uh, bring in your tax returns from the past yeah. couple of years. Bring in some paychecks, stubs mm-hmm. and just bring your life in and say, yeah. Jeff, this is me. How do we make sure that I can exactly. keep a little bit more of my money, Rather than going to the government, it's all legal. Yeah. The government's cool no, with it.
0: Because we're going to put our name on it, so anything that we do is not going to be illegal. Right. Because I sure as heck don't want to lose a license <laughs> over, you know, going, oh, hey, not we, over could, me. we could cheat this $500 here. That's yeah. not
1: going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I always make the joke that when I submit my tax returns, somebody at the IRS – In Ogden, Utah, you know, rings a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Somebody in St. Louis actually used the tax code to their benefit. (laughs) Holy, they must have Jeff Zufall working for them. 636-394-5524. We're going to go to commercial break, but coming up next, the Fed's raised rates again. Banks are getting squeezed. Some more news about Mm -hmm. other banks that might be looking to sell and, and being gobbled up. By the bigger guys? What does that mean to us and how does that work on a daily basis? Banks versus brokerage accounts. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Go to the website, capitaladvisorygrp.com or schedule an appointment to see him, 636 394 5524. We'll be back right after this.
2: Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall.
1: Back at the Big 550. Back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall, talking about the banks and the Fed. So, we already told you last segment that for your money and to keep more of it, you got to set up uh, some stuff on your paycheck. You yeah. know, talk to HR, uh, get some things implemented. Jeff, you can jump on phone calls with people's HR, exactly. right? Yeah.
0: Just mm-hmm. did one last week um, out of California.
1: The idea, so we jump
0: on, kind of see what you got, what you know. HR says you have what you can do, what you can't do, and go from there.
1: And my, my idea is that uh, I would talk to HR. They'd start talking to me, and I'd be like, I don't know a single word you're exactly. saying. You know, <clears throat>
0: especially if you have stock options, restic- restricted stock options, stuff like that. That if you understand what they're saying, it's it's simple, but. The average person that's never exposed to that, it's like, no. you know, so talking a uh, foreign me, language, yeah.
1: Let me bring in my, my counsel here, <laughs> Jeff Zufall, and you can talk to them and yeah. I can hang out in the background yep. and Just chime in.
0: Give us permission and, and, you know, tell them that they could talk to us and then we start kind of a
1: conversation. So when it comes to where do I keep my money, I can only contribute so much to... A 401K yes. or a Roth or whatever.
0: Regular IRA, SEPs, simple IRAs. All those have caps, I say, annual limits that you could put money
1: into. And I would love to be someone that hits the cap. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not. But
0: in time, you'll be there. We'll slowly get you to up sure. your 401K to where maybe you know down the road you do max it out. Um, and then as you get older, you get a catch-up provision over 50. You get a catch-up provision that kicks in another you know 6,500 bucks.
1: So let's theoretically say that at the end of two weeks, I still have money left over. Yes. Where do I put it? Do I put it in a bank? Do I put it in a brokerage account? And what is going on with the Fed right now? Does that change things?
0: It does a tiny bit. (laughs) Yeah. The big picture right now that we're faced with is the Fed raised rates another quarter point, 0.25% or 25 basis points, however you want to look at it. So – what has taken place is the, the Fed has to increase interest rates to combat inflation. And they're trying to soften or slow the economy down so that it doesn't overheat, basically. The problem is, is now the, the back-end effect, the easiest way to explain this is the back-end effect is it is affecting regional banks. And the regional banks, if you go look, there's uh, multiple websites out there that show the decrease in share price of these banks. And it's pretty pretty big. We had SVB and Signature that went down two weeks ago. Feds backed it, so not that you have to panic about that. Then we had First Republic that went down uh, Sunday night, uh, last week, Sunday night into Monday. Feds slide in, and they take it over. So full disclosure, FDIC insurance covers $250,000 per account. So if you have more than two fifty in a bank, be worried. If you don't, It's not it. it, You won't even notice the effects when the Fed step in and take that bank over if they do. But our issue is this is by increasing interest rates over a period of time, uh, 12, 14 months ago, money markets paid like point one five percent a year. Okay, it was you lost money to sit in a money market, whether you realize that or not. So what has taken place now, the Fed has raised rates uh, five percent in the last year and 13 months, 14 months, they've raised rates so high that a money market pays 4% at a brokerage house. Um, Some money markets at a bank to try to lure money in might be the three, five, four. You have CDs, six months, uh, two year CDs that are at four and a half, four, seven, five today. Um, So what's taking place is people, not not by a bank run, but they're just taking money out of a checking account because it doesn't make any money. Money that's been sitting in savings account earning nothing. They're taking that money out and they're going and parking it in these different accounts to get a better rate of return. Um, So you don't have to invest in the market. There's no risk in a money market. A dollar equals a share. But you could get 4% for cash with no risk. So what people are doing is moving money out of the banks, which then hits the the banks, I'll say, reserve levels, if you want to call it that, or their deposit levels, makes it lower. So if there ever is a slight run on that bank, the bank really doesn't have the cash on hand to write checks to everybody that comes in the door, give them cash. So if you went to your local bank, savings and loan, and said, I want $15,000 cash, they're literally going to laugh at you because they don't have it. (laughs) They won't give it to you. Now, they'll order it for you, and it might take five days, might take seven days for the truck to show up with your cash. Um, but they don't have it on hand. They'll give you two grand, 2500 something of that effect.
1: So the idea of a bank is that I go in and I open a checking account, I open a savings account, and I put money <laughs> in. And, uh, yes, that money is theoretically there whenever I want to come and take yes. it out. But in reality, they take that cash and they go and loan it out exactly. to other so people.
0: let's say that you got your $10,000, uh, you got your bonus. Uh, thank you, Mr. Dorsey and you took your bonus and you walked in the bank and you deposited it and you said, ooh, I'm going to save that right there. I'm going to keep it safe. You're walking out. The bank's going to pay you, say, 1.5% for your money, 2% maybe tops. Um, you're walking out the door. The people that are coming in right behind you are borrowing, uh, borrowing money to buy a car. They're The bank's going to turn around and loan of your 10000 probably 9000 is going to go right back out the door in the form of a loan. They're going to charge those people 6%. <clears throat> the difference between what they pay you <clears throat> and what the individuals pay is the bank's profit. That's the or their profit. spread. So the problem is, is now what's taking place is interest rates are up for what they have to pay on for deposits on hand, which is now starting to squeeze that margin. And the I'll say the lending of the banks in general is kind of toned down a little bit because most banks are – I won't say most banks, but the predominant number of banks are kind of waiting, kind of sitting – just to see what transpires over the next two to three months, how how deep this goes. Now, J.P. Morgan said, oh, the banking crisis is over. Um, they stepped in and helped buy First Republic. But what we're seeing is back <clears throat> 1986, I think, 86 or 85, there were 14,400 and some odd regional banks in the country. We're down to 4,120 today. So those oh, wow. 10,000 banks have either merged They've been bought out, are you know basically closed and taken over by FDIC.
1: Bank consolidation so, is that
0: is that bad? Well, if you're a billionaire, it's good. If it's you and I as the general it's probably bad because our choice of we could go to one bank and say I want to borrow money for a house, and they're going to go, hey, you're going to charge, we're going to charge you five percent, we're going to charge you six percent. You don't have that ability to go shop at multiple banks to see what they could do for you. Um, And the competitive side of it, if you've got five banks that are the major players, not say that they're going to conspire against us, but they're going to conspire against us Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is what we're going to charge you. Here's who we're going to loan money to. This is how we're going
1: to loan money. Is there price fixing or, I guess, interest rate fixing when it comes to big banks?
0: I would say, I mean, I can't answer this honestly, Um, you know, that I know for a fact, but I would probably say there is to a degree, but they're really, they're going to back off. They're actually going to back off of what the fed funds rate is, which is what the treasury just did. So all interest rates for mortgages, et cetera, are based on the bond market. What's taken place there. Fed fund rates is, is what banks actually loan money to each other overnight. So if bank X needs $5 million to cover the reserves, they'll loan it from bank Y And it's an overnight transaction, but they're paying that Fed funds rate that we just saw. Your, I'll say, uh, standard interest rates going forward are based sort of off that, but it's not 100% locked in. So – but if you only have – I mean, if you take this back down, if you don't have competition in the banking industry and you only have six major banks, you know they're probably going to lean down that direction on us as we go forward.
1: Sure. So – so when it comes to uh, the banks in general, if if I see that I could make more money with my money, you know, let's just say I got $50,000. Exactly. Know, I got a windfall somewhere. Um, you know, I won a beauty contest, like $10. <laughs> um, and I got $50,000. Maybe these days I'm saying, well, I don't want to keep it in a bank. I want to take it to a brokerage firm and put it in a money market. exactly.
0: And so you have the choice, and this is something that the banks – I say the regional banks have never had to contend with. But today you can go to Capital One. You can go to I think it's a Wells Fargo online banks, and they're paying a higher rate than what your local bank is. So if you really go research it, you'll kind of be amazed if you haven't done this recently. I mean you could go to Capital One, they have a new bank side. It's not really a bank, they don't they don't have offices. It's all online. So the convenience of your local bank is, you know, hey, I leave here, I'm gonna go run by the bank, get, you know, five hundred bucks. If it's a brokerage account or if it's an online bank, you really don't have that choice because you don't even know where your money's stored. Yeah. I mean it's it's somewhere in you know continental United States, <laughs> but you don't know exactly where it's stored at.
1: So the bank keeps money at the bank and loans it out to other people for mm-hmm. auto loans and home loans and yeah. business loans and all that stuff. That's how the bank makes money. And then I come in and I say I want my fifty grand back, and they say yeah. okay, and they'll order it. They literally order it, and the Brink's truck will show up. It's kind of like I mean,
0: they're not going to announce, "Hey, the Brink trucks is going to be here at one o'clock on you know, yeah, Tuesday. come back at one yeah. o'clock on Tuesday." They're going to say, "We will call you. Um, you know, when it's here, when your money's here, you can come pick it up." And and they do that a little elusive, and I get it, so that somebody doesn't figure out, hey, the Brinks truck's at XYZ Bank, you know, one o'clock every Tuesday, you know, and try to do something stupid. Um, But they'll order it, and then when it comes in, they call you, you go pick up your rest of your cash. Now, the other thing is anything over 10 grand, just so if anybody's thinking of doing this, anything over 10,000 bucks, you go on a suspicious activity list, they'll fill it out automatically for you, um, goes to the feds, says that you are dealing in cash greater than 10 grand. Um, one time you're probably okay. Multiple times you're kind of on the list if you want to call it that. Um, and that's how the fed keeps money launderers, uh, drug dealers, you know, people that are trying to evade tax by doing cash transactions. That's how they catch them.
1: Yeah. And I think my wife went to a bank one time and she was depositing a bunch of cash and the teller, just kind of nonchalantly. Was just like, <laughs> yeah. So what do you do yeah. for a living? Exactly. So, oh, I work at a restaurant. Yeah. I work in the bar industry.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. So
0: if you're in that industry or say retail where maybe you're the owner and you're showing up and you're actually exchanging cash for the cash register, I mean, that kind of stuff is, is they get it. They know that you got to do that. But if it's you and I walking in the bank tomorrow saying, hey, here's 20 grand and it's in fives, they kind of have an issue with that big
1: time. <laughs> so the teller wasn't asking just out of just out of curiosity. <laughs> she was probably asking no, because that's her because job. that's
0: her job, and she yeah. has to fill something out. Saying that, I know for a fact, even a business account, um, if you show up with more than five hundred dollars cash tax season, we have people pay us cash. Um, you go to put it in the bank if it's five hundred dollars cash or more. They want to see a
1: driver's license.
0: Yeah, um, you know, so they just want to. I'm sure, it's on a on a record somewhere.
1: <laughs> so, we figured out how banks work. Mm-hmm. How do brokerage accounts work? Yeah. If I'm if I'm bringing money to a bank with a vault, and you know, I get that they lend it out, brings exactly. truck. I get all that. What's the brokerage account doing with my money?
0: Same thing, but a little different. They're really not loaning it out as much. They they may like money market is paper, what's referred to as paper. So that might be payroll, that may be, you know, short-term 30-day U.S. Treasury, stuff like that.
1: They're not doing mortgages. They're but not they're doing not doing mortgages. Yeah.
0: But they can actually pay a little bit higher of a rate because they don't have the overhead that the banks do. So that's the disadvantage again, you know, and that's something that the regional banks haven't had to play the game. If you are, had the competition, I should say, of something like that in the past because rates – it didn't matter if you were at a local bank and you got a 0.15 or you were at a brokerage account, you got 0.15. So it's stupid to take your money out of where you could get access to it to put it in a brokerage account. You're not. There's no advantage to you at the end of the day. Now there is. So And interest rates are high enough. That's the bad effect of what the Fed's doing. Um, it's the bad effect is you, you, you can go CD sh- – here shortly you can go CD shopping. Um, and I say this to anybody older – they had money in different banks and they would cost compare oh so and so down the streets uh four and a quarter uh, and so and so's four point three. Well we'll go put our money in four point three. You know what I mean? That's the the old school. C D shopping C D shopping. Um that's back. It's a thing now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. And and it's it's like this because of inflation and because inflation
0: of... started it. Um, it's also one of the bad effects is you got to realize big picture. We were at a negative or a zero interest rate from twenty eleven twelve, coming all the way forward to you know a year ago. Literally, it was a negative interest rate for a couple of years in there, but you can't publish that. So it was technically zero, um, and the Fed was printing money like crazy. And boom! Now they've inflation kicks in. They've tried to raise rates, and the and everybody always hears either soft landing or a hard landing. Um, it's either a soft landing or a train wreck, is the way to explain it. Um, can't really say where we're at just yet, but the Fed hasn't said that they're. Most most of the economists are thinking that the Fed is is their attitude is wrong. And I say wrong from a standpoint, um, and everybody's got their own personal opinion on this, but the Fed says that they probably will pause a little bit. Um, now, Powell did put kind of cold water on the fact that, you know, decreasing interest rates are going to happen in fall. So some economists are saying, hey, they're done. They're not going to raise rates anymore. In late summer, they're going to have to decrease interest rates to spark, economy, spark the economy again. Um, other economists are saying never it's not going to happen that way they're going to have to raise rates again here shortly because the economy really does show some strength in a couple of sectors and as long as it's showing strength that means inflation is still out there so so they, you
1: don't you don't want an on fire economy not, um, not necessarily because it, it inflation Goes out of control. You yes. don't want a bad economy because it's the obvious. You don't have to
0: worry about anything. Nobody's working. That's
1: the yeah. problem. <laughs> you just want a steady yes. economy.
0: So, if you remember back, in my age might show a little bit, back in the day, it was the Japanese economy was stunning. I mean, just unbelievably on fire consistently. They were buying up every, every company in the United States in the 80s, you know, and then all of a sudden, you never heard a word from them because their economy overheated, basically, and not crashed, but just flatlined, and it's been that way ever since. Hmm. Probably the late 80s, early 90s, it just overheated. They didn't have the mechanisms that the U.S. government does to kind of, I say, manipulate the economy, Um, and it overheated and just flatlined. Still a good economy, but they don't have the growth that they had in the
1: past. Interesting. So So a steady economy is what we're shooting for. Yes. And that's kind of... Where we are when it comes to –
0: Yeah, from – I mean again, inflation is there. There's 50 different explanations on where inflation came from and why it's there. But again, you can't – I say – and both parties are guilty of this. Give the money away that they gave away. And not expect inflation to just rear its head.
1: Everything that they that they handed out because yeah. of COVID, yeah. with the PPP loans, jacked the, everything sky high. The Direct payments to yes. families, the increased child, um, yeah. you all know, that the child tax credits.
0: freebies, if you want to call it, a giveaway. I mean, it's our money.
1: <laughs> uh, Biden and Trump both oh, did it to get it. through yes. uh, COVID, yep. and that's that's where we are right now. We're yeah. just we're just we're running hot,
0: running hot and we're paying the piper for what took place. Now again, you could step back, you know, and go up, well, you know, they shouldn't have done that, but then at the time, they probably should have done more. I mean, just to keep the economy functioning. And you got to admit through 20 and 21, the economy really did keep clicking right along, um, even though everybody was working from home, there was a huge learning shift to how to work from home. Um, I'm terrible at that. I, I my learning curve was uh, not good. Yeah. Um, I think we took I think we took four days off where we worked from home because we had a little scare on COVID. You know, COVID. Um, I caught myself playing golf one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be working. And then the next day <laughs> I woke up at like 6 o'clock or, or no, like 5.30, laying on the couch. I woke up and I was like, my phone was blowing up. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be working. So, yeah.
1: no, I can't work from home. <laughs> Back to the office it is for you yes. at least. Um, but when, when it comes to brokerage accounts, if that's where we decide to put our money – in a bank, I can go there and either get out exactly. two grand in cash yep. that day yeah. or they'll place an order and call me when it comes in. If I wanted to take my money out of a brokerage account, is it that easy?
0: It's not that easy. You'd have to write a check. Um, you'd have to order it, have an ACH or a wire done depending upon how you have that set up. <clears throat> so, no, it's a little bit trickier to get the money. It takes a little bit longer. Um, but, again, if you are positioned correctly, you should have <clears throat> enough money on hand. To be able to, you know, function for a couple of days while you get this money sent over to you or the the Brinks truck shows up,
1: one or the other. The question you had me Mm -hmm. ask my wife one time was, how much money do you need to have in the bank on hand for you to sleep comfortably at night? So when you put your
0: pillow, you put your head on the pillow at night. um, Basically, if you ever worry about money, that's an issue. Um, It needs to be addressed. But if you said, hey, I have, some people say $500 is more than enough for them. Other people, it's 50 grand. We had an individual, it was $100,000 even. Um, and the reason being, we moved some money around. He came in at like 97000 and some change. <clears throat> he didn't like it. Um, so Lily called me and he said, do you think I'm nuts? But I need to see $100,000 in this account. I'm like, no sweat. Boom, sent back like three grand, whatever it took to get him back over 100. That was his number so everybody's got a different number seriously and it's not that's cash on hand that's cash that you could hypothetically drive to the bank walk down to the street walk in say hey I want my money yeah so, hey
1: the air can, the ac broke we got to yeah. pay 3 grand
0: it's way more than that. I just had to have put one. Oh. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe 5 grand, 6 yeah, grand. Still going on. 7. 7 grand. It was
1: shocking, I'll say that. These um, are these are the rainy day, these are the that was a, yeah, emergency fund that was a thunderstorm. <laughs> so, maybe, you know, my wife said 5,000 and I said, yeah. "You are a lot more conservative <laughs> than that. Let's say 10,000." Exactly. I don't and think she realized how much an AC unit costs. Exactly.
0: No, that's just cash on hand. So if, you know, the AC breaks, I mean, granted, you got it's going to take them a week, two weeks to order it, you know, so on and so forth. But it's still, you would have that cash that you could get access to. And that's part of the big picture planning process that we look at. Um, you know, that's basically you have all your you know assets, but what's, you know, what's basically taxable, what's there today that you're going to pay tax on, you have access to tax deferred and tax free. Um, so,
1: yeah, and so the idea is okay. We'll put ten grand in the bank, cash on hand, and then whatever's left over, yeah. is we can shop around. Exactly, we can put it in a brokerage account. Put we it can in a brokerage buy account. stocks. There's we can, in the
0: in the difference on a brokerage, invest in
1: gold, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> um,
0: but the difference on a brokerage account versus a bank account. Some of the brokerage accounts, and again, this goes by the the, the individual broker dealers. Um, some of them have uh, like guarantee funds up to fifteen million dollars per account. So the, the the guarantees are way higher. FDIC is two hundred fifty per account, two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that the Fed, the FDIC, or the Fed looks at this as accounts. So worst case, crazy, crazy scenario. Um, you have two banks, major banks across the street from one another. You have 250 in one bank and 250 in the other bank. Um, and they're both a joint account between you and your spouse. Um, you're like, hey, I'm safe. You know, The odds on both of those big name brand banks going down same time are slim, but yeah, I, I, it could happen. Um, the FDIC, let's say that both of them go down. FDIC comes in and looks at it and says, hey, that's one account. Because it's titled the exact same. So the theory is, is even if you have it at different banks, mix the title up a little bit and that is considered different accounts. So again, the odds on that are a the one that it would ever happen, you know, where you got two major players that go down. But again, if you have multiple bank accounts floating out there, um, retitle it, flip flop the title, make it uh, add a kid as a t- you know, transfer on death. Add a third person as a joint three, you know, like a three-way joint account. Um, all kinds of stuff like that, and you can mix it up. So, hmm.
1: interesting. That's that's good to know. And uh, just the idea of how are these operating? What's a bank do versus what a brokerage account does, and where the money is stored, and how quickly can I access it yes. if I need it in an emergency with the AC going out? We're heading yeah. into summer. Um, so just things to keep in mind, because what the Fed is doing with the interest rates, it's making people want to move their money around. Yes. And,
0: and it's it's not a bank run. It's not where everybody goes, oh, my God, this bank's going to go down. That was SVB. That was one of the first ones. And that was it didn't it didn't. Uh, how would I say it? The bank didn't tailor to us as individuals. That was, you know, people that were company startups, they were, you know, huge dollars. High-dollar accounts. High-dollar yeah. accounts. Um, but again, the question was posed, there was a senator, I think, from Iowa who posed to um Fed secretary um, and said, hey, if I have a regional bank, you know, in downtown Iowa, my client my constituent has $260,000 in that account, and that bank goes down, are you guys going to cover the two hundred sixty, or just stay with the FDIC limit? And she came back and said, two hundred and fifty max, hmm. that we won't cover. But SVB, they covered $139 million in one account. Um, you know, again, they thought that they stopped the leak by, you know, having the feds back it. Um, then Signature Bank went down. Same thing, just crypto, um, you know. So it's just kind of this. I won't say it's happening, but it's it's a little shaky right now, you know, with what's taking place. So yeah. it doesn't mean everybody run out of the bank tomorrow and grab all their money. Uh, by no means you're insured two fifty. So if the bank goes down, you probably wouldn't even know it until three four days later. Um, your money's safe. So that's the, that's the beauty of FDIC versus back in the twenties when the world came to a screeching halt. There was no FDIC. So people, if a bank went down, Lily, your money went with it. So
1: that's the beauty of today. People who have, uh, we're going to go to a commercial break and uh, come back and wrap the show up, maybe talk a little small business because it is National Small Business Week. Yes. But people that have $50 million and maybe they sold their company or, you know, uh, I think the Ottawa Senators are going to sell here for a, a billion dollars. Billion bucks. That's wild. People that have a billion bucks. You know, where do they keep their money? Is it in a bank? Yeah, under their mattress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And where do they, what's their address? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it in a bank or is it in brokerage accounts or is it spread out over? Typically typically brokerage accounts.
0: Um, They do have money in banks, you know, just like Peter Thiel had $139 million. um, But he got his money out before the bank collapsed, so. A uh, little, uh, you know, insider action. Yeah. I would assume
1: if you're only guaranteed up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and Don't you've got fifty million dollars, put more than in, there. <laughs> in, there, in the <laughs> or back. do it in multiple different accounts, yeah. and that's different. Find different places yes. to park your money. All right, let's go to commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk small businesses. National Small Business Week is this week. Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Capitaladvisorygrp.com, 636-394-5524. And if you're curious, if you're wondering where's my refund, yes. go to the website, capitaladvisorygrp.com, top right corner. There's a button that says Where's My Refund. It will redirect you to the uh proper irs website our states so we have irs we have irs yeah.
0: and we have missouri and illinois state on there that you
1: can go to you can punch in your numbers and find yes. out is it in process did you yeah. already receive it all that stuff if you if you filed your taxes and you want to know hey where's my refund at you can go to the website capital 636-394-5524 get jeff in your corner to start working on not necessarily your taxes for next year, but keeping your yes. money in the your planning, pocket.
0: The planning to get there. So <laughs> The
1: planning needs to start now. If you want to maximize your keepings, mm-hmm. I know that people, oh, I, I saved <laughs> money this year. I say I, you kept money. Yes. You kept it from the government. If you want to maximize your keepings, get Jeff on the case now. 636-394-5524. Not a lot that he can do for you when it comes tax time next year. Yeah, very few things. Now is when you start doing the planning. We'll be back right after this.
2: Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall.
1: Back to Keep What's Yours on the Big 550, KTRS, Jeff Zufall sitting here, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And you've got a, a newspaper clipping over there, Jeff. Yes.
0: So this is uh, – I don't know what paper it is from, but it's like a letter to the editor. Um, and so basically what they're saying and, – and again, I won't read his name, but I agree 100 percent with you if you're listening. Um, and so what they're saying is starving the IRS isn't small government. It's just inefficient. And so it starts off to conservative small government ideologues. Increasing the internal revenue service budget is a very bad idea. And they, they keep saying, oh, you're wasting money. Um, they see a fat agency reaching out into our pocketbooks and personal lives. And, and basically, but he sees things differently. An agency that's understaffed using 30-year-old technology, probably older than that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what he's saying is he received his 2022 tax refund about two weeks ago. And he's still waiting for a much larger 2021 refund. So he is not alone. <laughs> Some of the stuff, and, and the problem is, is you cannot, you know. He's saying he, you know, got on the government website, shows that it was processed months ago. Um, called the IRS, spent hours on hold, and then basically be told they're working on it, you know. And there's no place to go. The where's your refund? As long as somebody's processing it, it's there. You can kind of see where it's at. But other than that, if it doesn't show there, you nobody knows where it's at. Um, you know, so. Basically, you know, submitted the amended return for a tax year, you know, um, and he's he's not alone. So basically the $80 billion that the feds are getting, they need it desperately. I shouldn't say feds, IRS. They need it desperately. But in some cases it's played off that, you know, all these guys are going to run around, you know, be armed and shooting each other and crazy stuff like that.
1: They're only You're arresting uh, us without yeah, recourse.
0: Yeah, like 500 are going to be actual revenue agents. Those are the real deal. Those are the guys that show up like uh when your employer doesn't do your withholding. Um that's kind of a huge deal. And they show up, kick in the door, and yeah, they better have guns for what they're going in for. Um but again, the other IRS agents, they're they're employees, they're not, you know, gonna do anything, you know what I mean, like crazy like that. So so this they, is they're
1: just going to answer the phone hopefully. when you call. <laughs> exactly. No, that
0: we can say that the, the the turn time to get them on the phone uh, used to be three hours. I mean, literally wait. Um, it's now twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So I mean, I actually see see an improvement in it as we go forward. So hopefully that gets even better, um, and you know we can get a hold of them. But the problem is now they're like, well, hey, we don't have your data. There's nothing we can do just yet. Call back, and you're like, what? But that's kind
1: of how it goes. So, and so they're going to update the systems. Update gonna, the systems. You know, I, I think um, they were using fax machine and not even yes. like floppy. Remember the floppy disks that were like, you know, three by f- These were like the big floppy. Floppy floppies, the big
0: four and a half by whatever they were that they stick in there. Yeah, they were like
1: sheets of paper. Yeah. Uh, and so they're using money to update those systems. So maybe yes. in the course of... Of 8 to 10 years, they'll update everything. I think
0: it's, I mean, and again, the director of the IRS, he was there 2016, 17, I think, when it was started to be, I say, defunded, if you want to call it that. Um, You know, he was there kind of running the show. He resigned, went to work for, I forget who it was, a big consulting company. Um, He's back. Um, So I think he's like maybe two months on the job. But he knows the game. He knows who who needs to do what how it needs to function um, so it's not like it's going to take them a year to get back up to steam uh, or speed in a sense he's he pretty much already knows that so hopefully they pick up like what we talked about last week Janet wanted uh, 94 per, or 85% i forget what the numbers were 85% you know of answering the phone and it turned out to be 88 or something crazy like that oh
2: they
1: they um, they met their goal so they met their goal and
0: and plus so that's very good um, but again, that's where we're sitting today. So if they can get the, you, know, you figure that's the taxing, the, these are the people that collect the revenue to pay the bills. Um, and it was in shambles, um, left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. I mean, just a joke. So now that they have the cash, hopefully it brings it back up. Seeing it. Hopefully it doesn't do that. Like what we were talking about, where you overcompensate and go too far the other direction. Um, I think that they'll bring it back, hopefully center and it'd be normal going forward. So.
1: Yeah, and that that's the hope, that's the idea and you know nobody wants to waste money and that's basically the point of this show. Exactly. Stop throwing money away <laughs> exactly. because I can use it a lot more than the government can because yes, maybe it goes to to fund the IRS a little bit more so they can get real computers and not yes. computers from the 1970s. Yeah. But they also have a habit of buying uh, Five hundred dollar hammers.
0: Yes, yeah, and that's the bad side. As you know, some of that's going to be <laughs> mixed
1: in here. So, and that's not what I want to go and pay for. So, if there's an opportunity out there, if if an aide from a, a senator or a, a congressperson has written a law that says that I can utilize the tax code, me, Josh Gilbert, here in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, I got a wife and a child and a house and a you know and a, a condo. Uh, that we rent out with my parents, you know, and they say, well, you know, Josh Gilbert, you can actually keep more of your money because yes. we've written this into the tax code to benefit the little guy like you. Then I'm going to go out and I'm going to use it. You betcha. That's because what they're if, there for. If it's in there and it's legal, then not only did somebody think that I should have it, but, you know, yeah. they're they're probably desperate to have people yes. to utilize the tax code. <laughs> The to, way that it was written. To ring the bell. The only problem, <laughs> yeah. The only problem is nobody came to my house and said, no. "Hey, Josh, you qualify for this." Yeah.
0: Hey, there's the three things that you can do on your tax return this year that'll save you, you
1: know, five hundred bucks, a 1, thousand bucks. That's what Jeff is for. Exactly. Six three six three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory G R P dot com is the website. You can go out there, by the way, and, and hit the Where's my refund. Button and it'll take you to the state and the federal side. And you can check on your refund through the CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com website. And I know we wanted to talk small business, but we'll have to put that on the back burner. Yes. And we'll do a whole show on what to do if you're starting a small business. Yes. First things first. And even how do you close yeah. a business? And, and what could happen if you don't? That's right. So... We'll do all of that and more in upcoming episodes, but until then, we're out of time this week. That's right. Thank so you. I'll give the number out again, 636-394-5524. If you want to utilize the tax code to your benefit and keep more of your money, Jeff just called me last week as we were walking into the studio and said, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> uh, we rekeyed in your um, tax returns and we found another $1,000. So – That's the kind of stuff that Jeff can do for you, and it starts now. If you want to keep more money come tax season next year, it depends on what you do this year. Yes. So make sure you're doing the right things and utilizing the tax code to your benefit, and that's what Jeff does for you. 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. We'll see you next week.
0: You betcha. Thank you.
2: You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.